the Tabletop Tonight podcast. I'm your host, Ruel Gaviola, a board game enthusiast, evangelist, and content creator. Tabletop Tonight is recorded live on Twitch. Hi, friends. Welcome to Tabletop Tonight. My name is Ruel Gaviola, joined by my good friend, Amanda McKnight. And this is Words on Wednesday. What is Words on Wednesday? Glad you asked, Ruel. Words on Wednesday is a bi-weekly show where Amanda and I get together to talk about comic books and play uh, word-based games. And we're so excited to uh, be doing this. And Amanda, we, we've we been talking about this for a few months now, and we finally got yeah. to meet in person at PAX Unplugged in Philly back in we December. Did. And we had a really good time. We, we uh, hung out, had some dim sum, and ironed out the plans here. And um, Amanda, do you want to share a little bit about your story of like, you know, you are doing top 10 uh, nerd videos and whatnot. I yeah. mean, how long you've been doing it and what got you into uh, the whole content creation thing here? Yeah, so, um, well, I'm an actor, so I love performing. And I guess what got me into it, like I basically saw an ad online for like people were looking for content creators um, for top nice. 10 nerd. I auditioned for it. I had no idea what the audition was going to be like. I was so nervous going to it because I was like, I don't know, this is for YouTube. It could be in like a professional setting. It could be in mm -hmm. someone's basement. I don't know what this will be. <laughs> and I went and it was super professional. It is a, a done by a professional studio. So a lot of people think um, there are a lot of people that think I own Top 10 Nerd because I've been on it for years. I do not own that channel. I just work there. I'm just a host. Just nice. a just a meager host, um, <laughs> which means that I do write all of the things that I say, but also um, we do use a teleprompter. So obviously I don't memorize all of my own scripts, although I am the person writing them. So I'm usually familiar with the words that are coming up on the screen. Mm -hmm. um, and I work in like a professional film studio doing that. Uh, and that's kind of how I got into it. And like, I've always been into really nerdy things like sci-fi nice. stuff, fantasy, superhero things. But yeah. I wasn't really super into comics, but I did read a lot. And like when I was a little kid, like would read big novels. So I was that kind of child that would go back and forth between like being in front of everybody and performing and dancing around yeah. and then like hiding in a corner to like read a big book. So, um, <laughs> so cool. starting that job is kind of what got me into comics because I loved superhero cartoons from a very young age and loved watching the original like 60s Spider-Man cartoon. I used to stay up late yeah. on like retro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember good. that. The one that has so the Spider-Man theme. So Spider yeah. Yeah. How was it? The Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man does whatever a Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> So that was kind of how I got into doing comics content creation. And then mm. I've always loved board games. And I used to work at um, Snakes and Lattes yes. uh, teaching board games as a game guru, mm -hmm. among other things that I did there. And then um, basically someone that used to work there, uh, my friend Sean, he needed people to help teach board games for... Uh, come on. And so we did that. Oh my gosh, are we having a raid right now? Whoa, oh, what's yeah. happened? Oh my gosh. Hi, raiders. Welcome. Welcome, Woo! friends. 
Thank you, Meeple Conrad, for the raid. Appreciate it. Um, folks, thank you for joining us. We are um, doing Words on Wednesday today. This is where Amanda and I talk about comic books. We're going to play games. And thank you so much, Conrad, for the raid. Let me know in chat what you've been up to. Welcome, Bonzinator. And hello, uh, Kitty Cat and uh, friends. Good to see y'all. Hang out with us. Hello. Let's talk comic books. Let's talk uh, comic books. Let's talk games. And uh, we're going to know Amanda McKnight a little better right now. She's telling our story about how she got into this whole thing. And she's been a game guru at Steaks and Lattes, which I still, I mean, it's still my bucket list of places to go, Steaks and Lattes. I would love to visit one oh, of these yeah. days. I would, yeah. I would happily go with you, especially if, um, I mean, they have multiple locations now, but if you're ever in Toronto, we should totally go and play some games. It's, Absolutely. it's still a place that I go to as a guest and love. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, and I've always been into board games. Like I've played board games ever since I was a kid. I tried to do a weekly board game night with my family. Oh, I cool. think I'm the most enthusiastic board gamer in my family, but my, <laughs> my family loves me. So they'll still be like, okay, we'll play this game with you. <laughs> yeah, um, totally same here. I'm, I'm the big game nerd in my family as well. Um, Want to yeah. shout out Gator Dave. Hello, Gator Dave. And friends on YouTube watching this, uh, we're, we record this live on Twitch. So what we're doing is, you know, we have our friends raiding us from another channel and we're hanging out here, having a good time. So Great. thank you again for hanging out with us. Um, yeah, so Amanda and I, we got to know each other through our work together at, at Renegade Game Studios, uh, where That's Amanda, right. you're a host there as well, right? Yeah, so I basically I basically went to demo for Come On, Simon. Um, they were known then. Now Come mm. On, I think is what they prefer, and okay. uh, demoed for them a few times through my friend Sean, who used to work at Snakes, but didn't at the time that he recruited some of us and mm. knew some other people that I worked with that basically got me in. And then after that, I wasn't demoing for Come On, and I wanted to still demo, and I reached out to Renegade because I heard they were really awesome to demo for. Yeah. And then I was basically introduced through my friend daryl andrews to everyone there and they were like oh amanda also makes content like you guys should get her to um uh, make some content for you yeah and so and then that is what happened so it was very cool um, nice that i was asked to do that um and i love working for renegade so yeah it's been a dream for me yeah they're, they're a really great company to work for i had um uh really through are. Yeah, through other connections as well. I'd um, gotten hooked up where I could, you know, I started live streaming games with them. Um, and then we met, we, uh, I think we did a, a thing together. I think we did the Gude Tama tournament. Do you remember that? The Gude Tama tournament. Yeah. yeah. That was so much fun. <laughs> at, uh, I think at Rencon. Yeah. Um, online, digital. And then, yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And that was just like a blast. And then I think after that, you were like, you should come on my show and like we should play then we played wingspan which yeah was my first time playing wingspan and i'm like obsessed with it now so it's so that's good your fault, Ruel. just so you know <laughs> blame me for that <laughs> you know what i i brought you to the world of wingspan you're bringing me back to the world of the comic books because i haven't Yes. I love comic books. I, I read them a lot as a kid. And then, you know, like a lot of us, you know, life happens and you just sort of forget about certain things. But I've been able to start coming back to comic books lately. And that's why I'm really thrilled to be working with you, because I know you were like the one. If I'm going to talk about comic books, you are the one I need to talk to. You know, so uh, thank you again for doing this. Um, I do want to yes. say uh, Victoria Rogers. We also worked with Victoria Rogers we at um, Renegade, which was great. Um, she was such a, a great person to work with. So, and I'm so thrilled to be uh, playing her game today. Um, wonderful, wonderful per person. Um, but hey, Amanda, why don't we talk about uh, some comic books here? We we read a few um, yeah. friends. So there's obviously there's a ton out there. But the first one we're going to talk about today, friends, is Scarlet Witch. And 
I'm so glad you picked this one because I am new to the world of Scarlet Witch. I remember reading, you know, she was always, she's been in a bunch of comics I've read back in the day, but she was never mm -hmm. like the central focus. I never read anything focused solely on her. And then yeah, of that course- was just Wanda. Right. And then of course, WandaVision came out, what, two, two years ago or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to know more about this character. And that show was crazy good. It was brilliant. It was so I, I just, good. Yeah. And I love that the show brought you into it like that, being like, I need to read more about Wanda. Like that yeah. was the magic of the MCU to me. And like, there's some comic book fans that I feel like have opinions where they feel like the MCU like ruins the hobby or something. And I'm like, nah, man, it's just bringing in more people. Yeah. So like some characters that maybe they would have never picked up a comic that was like just on them. And it also allows us to highlight some of those characters so that they can actually have solo series. Yep. Um, that being said, I think this Scarlet Witch comic is maybe Wanda's fourth volume, mm -hmm. somewhere on there. So she has had a few before, but yep. they do tend to usually, I think, be pretty short-lived. I don't think okay. Wanda's had a very, like she, I don't, I don't think she's had a lot of comics that were like really long runs. Yeah. Now, granted, we're living in the modern day of comics, so. Most comics are not long runs anymore because everyone right. wants to sell those issue ones yeah. because that's how comics make money. And yep. that's how collectors can potentially <laughs> take something and put it in a box and be like, yeah. maybe one day this one will be the one. You know? Right, right. All the variant yeah. covers and everything and, and whatnot. Are you are you a big collector in that sense, uh, Amanda, or are you just like, hey, oh, I no, I mean, okay. <laughs> I have a lot of comics um, at this point, and I have too many comics, to be honest with you. Yep. Uh, I have too many books in general and too many <laughs> board games and yeah. too many. I'm now starting to kind of get a little bit, bit back into magic as well, which oh, I feel boy. like is also going to be a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I do have a lot, but I actually hate, I don't hate collectors. I shouldn't say that. That's yeah. not very nice. But I, I get slightly frustrated with collectors because they yeah. tend to always want to collect things that I am in the middle of reading. Yeah. And then I go to my like local comic shop, my LCS and I'm like, Hey, I, I'm supposed to get this comic. And then it's like, Oh, that comic's gone because oh, no. everyone came in because this person was on the cover yeah. and I'm like, okay, but I, I wanted to read that. So those people are getting it to just put it in a bag, put it on a shelf, Probably yeah. never going to read it because it'll reduce the value of the comic. And yeah. I'm like, I just want to read it. I know, right? And <laughs> so, that, that's, um, I, yeah. I hear you. That sort of drives me crazy, too. Like It's the collector mentality versus the reader or the fan mentality, right? It's like, yeah, yeah you're going to get it and put it in a slab and get it graded and just gonna, it's going to sit there. But I'm like, I just want to read the darn thing. You know, it's like, I know. Yeah. So it like robs me of like, there's been a few series where like, I, I don't have complete collections of them because it was too hard for me to get certain issues because they became yeah. super collectible, mm. um, which was frustrating. But uh, that being said, I will say when I was at San Diego Comic-Con last year, I uh -huh. was looking for a particular issue that I found that okay. I did buy just to collect, but I already owned the issue. I just really wanted, and yeah. it was what we call a virgin cover, but I prefer to say a textless cover because I feel like it's a <laughs> that's a weird, it's a weird terminology, right. uh, but it just means, <laughs> yeah, it just means a cover that's just the art. So there's no text on it. Yeah. Um, and it was this one of Madeline Pryor and she's sitting in this throne and I just cool. loved that cover. So I already owned the comic, but I was like, I'm going to get another one because I just want this cover. Right. But I think other than that, there's like that and maybe like two more issues. Other than that, okay. I really try to not collect. Yeah. I, just, I just read them and 
probably read them to the point in some cases that they're very abused. They're not going to be worth anything. Yeah, exactly. Except to me, emotional <laughs> value. Right, right. Yeah, I've got like a small box in the closet somewhere, you know, the comics that I really love, but each one of oh, them, I it's love that. like, yeah, they're just like, you know, totally thumbed through and everything. And I eventually, I did have some of the, like, I, I did a little bit of the collecting way back in the day, and this, I'm going to date myself, but like the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the like, oh, like some of yeah. those odd sized ones, like. I'm not going to lie. I made a nice little uh, pretty penny off of those. Um, but I eventually sold those because, I I mean, yes, they were they had sentimental value. But at the same time, they were just sitting there. And I'm like, you know, if another collector wants it, that's cool. And I ended up using that money to buy a bunch of board games. So it, it, it worked out in the end. It but, worked out. Yeah. yeah. And also, then, I mean, the nice thing about TMNT is that it's always going to be good. So, like, I, yeah. I think anytime you also want to jump back into um, Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles, it's just good. It's just good. Every oh, time totally. I've ever popped in, I'm like, still good, still great. Yeah, yeah, still a still great comic. And, you know, what I did, too, with uh, some of, like, my older X-Men and Spider-Man comics that I eventually sold off, I just ended up getting trade paperbacks, you know, because I can still enjoy the, you know, story in, you know, in a format, you know, trade, you know, graphic novel format. I don't have to worry about, you know, bending the page too much or whatever like that. So still a way to, to enjoy the stories. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's, that's a good way to do it as well. And when people are like, I don't know, I want to read comics, but like, there's so many issues. I'm like, honestly, trades are a great way to get in because you kind of yeah. get a complete story. Yep. So that way yeah. it doesn't feel like I only got a chapter and I don't know what I'm reading. Right. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. So Scarlet Witch number one, uh, let's kick things off here on Words on Wednesday. Uh, this is the yes. first comic we're, we're going to be talking about together. And, you know, again, I'm really uh, stoked to be uh, talking about this because, you know, WandaVision really got me into the character. But you have actually Same. cosplayed many times as a Scarlet Witch, correct? I have. Yeah, nice. I love cosplaying as Wanda. Um, I'm actually probably going to be doing like my first ever eight hour stream. I'm going to be doing a cosplay stream because my Whoa. community... Help, yeah, an eight-hour cosplay stream. My community helped me to um, gather funds to get my computer, which mm -hmm. I have now, instead of oh, streaming awesome. on my laptop. Awesome. Yeah, and so I wanted to do something cool. So I'm gonna be doing giveaways and stuff, and I feel like I need to dress as Wanda because it has become like easily <laughs> one of my favorite cosplays to do. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I love Scarlet Witch, so I'm really happy we get to read this one because yeah. I also made a New Year's resolution to read other than one comic, all uh, of my other pull lists right now is all indie comics to challenge uh, okay. my reading. So yeah. myself and my partner are doing that together to really see if we can expand a little bit. Like we both are, are read some indie stuff already, but we yeah. just wanted to be like, you know what? The big two get enough money from us. Yep. We should invest in these these stories that are not attached to properties that are just people that love things that want to give you a good story so yeah yeah agreed that's cool so now i but now i have a reason to read more marvel so <laughs> there you go yeah yeah you want to uh let's kick things off here Amanda. let's talk about scarlet witch um yeah um yeah. let's start off with maybe the credits in terms of what's going yep. on in this issue here so um this issue uh scarlet witch issue number one from 2023 woo, just came out woo. last month or earlier this month um this is uh, by writer Steve Orlando with art by Sarah Pacelli. Sarah Pacelli is an amazing artist, by the way. Um, we also have uh, an inking assistant on this one, Elisabetta Demicio, and color artist Matthew Wilson. Also, of course, it's Matthew Wilson. These colors in this issue, freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Of course. 
Matthew Wilson is one of the best colorists in the industry right now. Um, letterer is VC's Corey Petit. And then we also have a cover artist, which is Russell Dodderman. We also have an abundance of variants for this issue because obviously it's a number one and it's Scarlet yeah. Witch. So you got to get the variants in. Exactly. Um, and uh, for editing credits, we also have a production designer and illustrator, which is Anthony Gambino. Assistant editor is Caitlin Linvet. Editor is Alana Smith. And senior editor is Will Moss. And of course, editor in chief for Marvel right now is C.B. Sabalski. So, okay. yeah. Woo, Wanda. Dude. Yeah, Wanda. <laughs> so, yeah, again, I, I dove right into this issue. And right off the bat, I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, uh, Wanda is um, fighting. I don't know. It was like a, it was a sea creature, right? This big, humongous sea creature, right? Yeah. I, like, I feel like heck? I don't even know if I wrote his name right in my notes. So, I'm just going to double check because I literally wrote these notes like from my mind. Uh-huh. But yeah, so at the beginning she's fighting his name's like Dr. Hydro or something. Yep. Yeah, Dr. Hydro, I was right. Okay, great. I love yeah. it. So uh yeah, Dr. Hydro right <laughs> off the bat, Wanda's just jumping into a fight with him. And then from there we basically go to um Lock Hill, New York, which is where Wanda it's revealed that she's opened up sort of a magic shop and mm. she's basically for the millionth time trying to make amends for her past because for those who are not familiar with Wanda's story in the comics, she did a little bad thing where she basically made mutants kind of not exist and it was not very cool. (laughs) And she's been trying to make amends for that forever. So still doing that. Um, She creates a thing called the last door in her magic shop where people can come when they basically have no other options and they're at like their lowest points to get help. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, there was also someone really cool in this comic. It was her first appearance. Yeah. Uh, my friend and yours, Darcy Lewis from the yeah. MCU. And this is her first comic book appearance. So yeah, very, very cool to see her. You'd mentioned that before we you know, came on the air. Like, I didn't know this was her first appearance in a comic book. So it, this was a, yeah. straight, a character from the MCU now in the comics, huh? Yes. And we've had, I think... Uh, I don't know if Darcy's the first one to do that in terms of like an MCU original character that's jumped into the comics, mm-hmm. but Darcy is definitely one of my favorite like nice. MCU originals. So I was very happy to see her here. Feels a little random though to me. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess Darcy was in WandaVision, yeah. but I was like, wow, I wouldn't have expected her to be like, yeah, I'm just over here doing some magic stuff, you know? Right. Running the I'm store, hanging out. Yeah. yeah. And and we also see here, I, I've got it on the screen here. I'm pulling just a couple of images from the, the comic itself, folks. Um, this is We have our friend Quicksilver, uh, you know, uh, Pietro yes. um, in, in the house here. So that was cool to see. You know, if, again, someone for me that, that's, uh, you know, just getting into the WandaVision, getting into the character, it's nice to see. I mean, these are familiar faces, even to me, someone that's new to this. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah. And then getting a little, uh, little adventure here. They get, um, what was it? A... Uh, Someone, the Jarnette, I think her name is. She comes yeah, through the last yeah. door and she's right. coming from Italy and she's from a small town in Italy. And basically, they've been attacked um, yeah. by this outsider who we will come to know as the corruptor. Mm-hmm. Um, and there she is. Wanda basically has to go to help them, um, which she does. Um, yep. And then, yeah, there's a really good cliff cliffhanger for this one. I don't know if I should say it. Should I say yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. Do it. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Again, do we spoil it? This is our first uh, episode, back. folks. We're we're trying to figure things out here. So let us know what you think we should be doing. Should we spoil it? Be spoiling the stuff? Yeah, maybe we should. Let, really let's good not. Ending, yeah, it is a great ending. I, I think so. We can always, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll come back and say, "Hey, that ending wasn't that great." This is what happened. So. 
for now, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do a, a cliffhanger of our own. How about that, Amanda? Yeah, we'll leave it for now. But if you, okay. you guys want to know the spoilers, let us know in chat. Yes. And we can spoil it for you if you want. But otherwise, we won't get into some of these cliffhanger endings because I feel like they are. Yeah. <laughs> Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it, Legend says. Okay, <laughs> Legends. Okay, All right. no worries, no worries. Uh, we Legends also it, says we uh, his favorite. We will Yeah. Uh, Legends also says their favorite uh, character in Marvel United and Marvel Snap is Scarlet Witch. Very cool. Oh, yeah. She's super cool. And especially yeah. if you're building like, you know, like a chaos deck. Like I, I really mm. want to create like a random BS deck where I just have a bunch of stuff go off that does weird things. And uh, Wanda is going to be like one of my key elements for that deck that I'm slowly crafting right now. So nice. I love Wanda in a deck. She just mixes things up. She's fun to play. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I, I got into a little Marvel Snap and then, you know, I was into it for a while, but I, I have stopped for now. But who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll pick it up. Uh, I'll pick it up again. We the nice see. thing is you can always pick it up again because it's so easy yep. to just jump into. Yeah. Like it's such a it's a snap. Marvel Snap. <laughs> it is a snap. Nice. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's uh, Scarlet Witch number one, folks. Now we're going to move on to the, the next uh, comic. And this one, I am really I was super excited to read this one. I mean, I mean. Look what we're wearing, friends. Again, if you're on YouTube, we're recording this live. We've got our Star Wars gear on because Star Wars Yoda, I didn't know that they gave him his own um, comic book. Um, is this, they've had it, they've done Yoda runs before, have they not? Or do you know? Um, I don't know if they've done. So here's the thing. For me, also, Star Wars comics are kind of new ground. I haven't read oh, okay. a lot of Star Wars comics, but I've wanted to. Yeah. Um, my partner is a huge Star Wars fan, like, reads the, read the books, like, yeah. loves the movies, has read some of the comics. So, um, nice. yeah, I don't know. I'd have to ask. I'd probably phone a friend for that one but yeah. uh i would say i wouldn't be surprised if there's been some other stuff on yoda mm. but right now this is what we have so i mean right yeah. now i think this is the only yoda comic that we have and i don't think yeah. we've ever had something like this which is like adventures into yoda's past and him like yeah. being on dagobah and like reminiscing i think yeah. that's such a cool concept for a series it really is i i was you know when we were coming up with the uh the idea for the show friends uh amanda and i we went back and forth trying to figure out what comics would read and she'd put star wars yoda i was like yeah that's top of my list right there i definitely want to read this and it it lived up to everything i i thought it would be so far we've we've read i think three issues is uh, one two yeah i think we're on the third issue now yeah. um yeah, the third issue it just came out today, right? Wasn't that today? The third issue came out today. So okay. um, also some credits for this one. I think the credits are pretty oh, yeah. consistent. Okay. Um, but for issue number one, uh, we have the writer for this is Kavan Scott, which I'm not familiar with his work, um, their mm -hmm. work. So I I do not. I'm very intrigued by this because I, I enjoyed this a lot. Um, the artist here is Nico Leon. And then we also have the color artist, which is Dono Sanchez Almara on colors. Letters are from VC's Joe Caramagna. And the cover artist here, I was actually surprised by. It's Phil Noto. And I love Phil Noto. Um, okay. And I didn't recognize that this was him. But I was like, no wonder I love these covers. I love everything <laughs> Phil Noto does. So nice. it makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple of variant artists. Designer here is Carlos Lau. And assistant editor is Mikey J. Basso. And associate editor is Danny Kazim, who's also done some editing for a few other comics I like. Another editor here, uh, the main editor is Mark Penicia. And of course, editor-in-chief over at Marvel, which includes obviously Star Wars right now, is C.B. Cebulski. So, yeah. yeah. 
Those awesome. are our creds. Yeah. So this is, um, you know, Yoda number one, friends. And uh, this is Yoda, as Mando was saying, present day on um, Dagobah. And here is a voice calling out through the Force, and um, which leads to uh, adventures uh, elsewhere. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, are we gonna spoil stuff? I mean, this, these are we we are talking about two issues that have been out already for a little while. I mean, I think it's cool for us to talk about issue one and issue two pretty extensively, and then for issue yeah. three, we can keep it a little light. But the thing is, with issue three, friends, is that it, this the first three issues are really kind of a complete story arc. So I will say to you, like, there's no, there's not going to be any. I wouldn't say there's any real real major spoilers we'd be getting into because I think honestly if you read this part of the fun is reading the action as well mm -hmm. as some of the the wisdom of course yeah. that Grandmaster yeah. Yoda leaves us with which is what totally. we all come for right Yep exactly yeah that that wisdom and I and that's what I, I loved about this because it really um, and this, I, I got to say this, folks. You know, we, we we took our notes before we coming on, and one of Amanda's notes was that she loves reading this because she can read. She hears Yoda's voice as she's reading his words. <laughs> I do the same thing. It's like it's right? so ingrained in our consciousness, right? It's so iconic, and there's not yeah. a lot of characters like that that you like have such a have such a true voice where mm -hmm. you're just like this is the voice and that's it like i already know the sound in my mind yeah it's so powerful though because it's yeah. so universal i guess mm -hmm. yeah. um also thank you legends i appreciate it um all right thanks also, legends. Have fun at work yeah i will see you in a Bye. bit hopefully um <laughs> but yeah i i 100 percent hear that and yeah, Yoda's so great. I forgot how much I loved Yoda. There was a part in this comic where I just literally started to get emotional. When yeah. Basically, what's happening in this, do you want to explain a little bit about sort of what's the premise? What's the yeah. premise for Star Wars Yoda for people yeah. out there that want to read? Yeah, so I think the the best way, this really reminded me a lot of, if you, uh, friends that are new to the Star Wars universe, if you watch The Mandalorian, there's that one episode yeah. where The Mandalorian takes, uh, well, at the same time, Baby Yoda, but we know its name's Grogu now, but they went to, uh, they were on a village on another planet, and they were sort of like protectors, right? They're protecting them against, you know, the rebels, or I mean, not the rebels, but the um, uh, invaders who had the ATST. And so the Mandalorian and Grogu help protect them. And this is a little bit like that where Yoda hears this call of distress and goes to uh, this other planet and uh, the native people there are being attacked and he helps them protect themselves. But in in typical Yoda fashion, it's not just like, hey, I'm going to get my lightsaber and, you know, help y'all. You got to you're going to have to learn how to protect yourselves as well. Like, yeah, Yoda's going to, you know, he does have the lightsaber. He does take care of some things. But ultimately, he's trying to teach these people, hey, there's things to there's ways to fight without fighting or there's ways to protect yourself without having uh, without having to go to uh, go to violence, basically. So and I think with Yoda, the interesting thing that we learn, which I guess we maybe already knew is like when Yoda comes to help you. It's kind of like he's going to teach you how to help yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to bring you the wisdom as opposed to like, he's a great force user. He's an uh -huh. amazing fighter, but he's yep. like, the trick is that you don't need to fight. Like that would be the ideal for me as Yoda. Yep. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it, it, it was so, it was so perfect too, because uh, you know, you have the, uh, we're talking about the first two uh, issues here, friends. And at the uh, end of the second uh, issue, there is that sort of like cliffhanger, like one of the characters he's helping out 
Like, to me, I had, um, you know, shades of uh, Anakin in episode one where Anakin slaughters, um, you know, some innocent yes. uh, Tuscan Raiders. Now, th this isn't th that extreme, but it's still, you have that feeling like, oh, this this young character might be going towards the dark side. And Yoda's like, no, no. Well, it's like yeah. anger overtakes um, yep. this young character. His name is Bree, and yep. he, um, he basically is just like, like angry like i mean his people have had to deal with like constant attacks from this other race that they share the planet with it seems but they're the other race which i think are called i wrote it down what it, it was the scolby the Crucklons were more out in the sea that raid yeah. basically these these villages and yeah. the scolby is that what they're called yeah scolbys and Crucklons. yeah and so um Bree is frustrated because he's like, our people, the Scalvi, are just like basically constantly being beaten down. Mm. And he wants to strike out, but Yoda's like, that's not the way. Like, that's not going to fix anything. Yep. Yeah. And it turns out that Yoda also ended up being pretty right about that, but that kind of comes into play in the third issue. Right, right. And the third issue is the one that yeah. just released today, friends. So we, we'll touch a little bit of, uh, on that. Like, I, for me personally, I like the way they resolved uh, everything, Amanda. I, I thought it was like the perfect way to resolve things. It was perfect. And it's so interesting because I do feel like issue one and issue two with this um, story feel very like, like what happened in this issue. Like, even when I was writing my summaries and sort of gathering my thoughts on this, mm -hmm. it was like, Yoda goes to a planet. Yeah. Yoda tries to help the planets. Right. And then in the third issue, it's like, and then this happens. Then these people realize this. And then Yoda comes back. And then all this stuff goes on. And I was like, wow, the yes. third issue is like one and two are really setting it up so that the third issue could really touch on everything without it yep. feeling too big. Because it still feels right. like a good length, yep. but it really makes everything else make sense. That makes sense. Yeah, oh, makes yeah. Sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think it's uh, these have been really good, nice building blocks, right, for, as they continue the series. I, I think they're on the right path. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed um, seeing... I, I'd like to see more of this, actually. And we, we touched on this um, uh, through our notes. But the the politics of the Jedi Council, you know, you had the one character, I think it's Prati or Prati or whatever. Pratray or something Pratre. like that, I think. Yeah, yeah, we're like, oh, they're not really, you know, it seems they're, you know, trying to say, Yoda, don't do this and do this. You have responsibilities. And then Yoda's like, uh, our responsibility is to helping people. Is this? Not, is what yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing our responsibility. That's also right. part of what we do. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I was so ready. This didn't turn out. But at the beginning of this story, like one of the things I wrote in my notes was I was like, I bet Pra Trey is going to be some sort of traitor. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the fact <laughs> yeah. that this planet calls for help. So Bree creates sort of a, uses a device that he can like basically reach out into the galaxy mm -hmm. and the Jedi, the high council get the, receive the signal and are basically like, these people need help. And then some of them are like, uh, like Pra Trey mainly is the one that's like, I don't know if we should go though. Cause like, yep. shouldn't someone else be dealing with this? Is this really our job? And Yoda's right. like, of course it's our job. I'm gonna go. Yeah. And he's and then Prodre's like, no, wait, you can't go. You're like the highest person here. And he's mm -hmm. like, Yeah, but 
someone's got to go and i think i'm qualified so see you guys later and (laughs) then basically lives on this planet for i think years yeah timeline was a little confusing to me but i think it's supposed to be years yeah yeah i thought that was sort of interesting too because you know yoda just takes off and it's not like just a couple of months it is years but then he comes back and then when the story picks up in uh, issue three again we won't give too much away but the characters have grown i mean these are characters that you know they were children when yoda came to help out they're not children anymore in the third issue you know so time has passed yeah time has passed and it's taken its toll sort of on everyone in this situation yoda included although i guess it's also interesting to think is like yoda is such a um long like he he belongs to such a mysterious but also you know long living species we know right so it's interesting because i'm sure other people on the council too like portray is like what why is Yoda doing this? Like he's spending so much time over there. I don't understand, but you got to think for Yoda, although I'm sure he feels the passage of time fairly normally. He has a long life. Yeah. You can like go somewhere for five years and be like, it's not that long. Yeah. Yeah, The guy's been living 900 years. You know, he's got, he's got some time. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, what's the rush? We got time. Awesome. Okay. And we've got another one to talk about Amanda. Now this one uh, hits uh, a sweet spot for me personally. And I know you too. It's comics and board games, friend. This is the Mysterium comic book, which I had no idea was a thing, but thanks to Amanda's great knowledge, there is, she told me there's a, a comic book about Mysterium, the board game. I mean, how cool is that? It's so cool. It's so cool. And um, it does exist. Uh, I haven't found, I mean, we did find a site where you can pay uh, to get access to it. And it's fairly affordable um, if you wanted to do it that way. But the only thing that I'm slightly bummed about is I haven't been able to find like an LCS near me that carries this. So I'm hoping we can get the other issues because I know all three issues of this are out now. If If you that are watching have some means of finding it, Please let us know so that yeah. we can also read along <laughs> with you the other two issues. But yeah, this uh, first issue is called The Spectral Servant. It is written by Christina Blanche with artwork by Alexandria Monic, colors by Nicholas Michael, letters and production by Dave Lentz. And the project manager is Garrett Gunn with the business manager as Jacob Way. Um, and this is, you said, this is by Oxi Media. Mm-hmm. which um, is also, I guess, Source Point Press, which do Mysterium, and there's also a Zombicide comic, but unfortunately we weren't able to get our hands on it yeah. for this Words on Wednesday, but maybe the next one right. we'll be able to take a peek into that because that's also Definitely. so cool. Yeah. I'm so yeah. excited. So, uh, folks, if you haven't played Mysterium uh, before, Mysterium is a board game uh, based on, it, it's sort of like, I always call it like, it's sort of like Dixit, where you have these cards and you're trying to solve uh, a mystery. Uh, someone has been killed many, many years ago, and it's up to you. They're trying to talk through, uh, they're, they're the dead trying to, you're you like know, talk You're like mediums talking. trying to yeah. reach out yeah. through the veil to talk and to what, them. Yeah, Very and cool. one player is that a dead person trying to tell you who killed them, but it's only through the use of uh, cards, and you're trying to figure out the clues and you have a certain number of rounds to do that and what i liked amanda they they took that board game and just created a story around it right i thought it was they so really clever. did yeah and it's so rich like it isn't just yeah. like they created a story around it and they're like whatever there's some people we take the cards we just draw them in this comic it's right. like they literally took characters created completely new characters to give the story a lot of depth because mm-hmm. at the beginning you actually start with like the mystery unfolding 
Um, but we're introduced to a whole cast of characters that basically are probably going to come into play in them sol solving the mystery because right. they obviously are going sort of to solve a mystery that happened years ago. But all of the characters you meet there are so deep. Like, there's so yeah. much to them. They yeah. have such... Um, yeah, they have like just like a depth to them, which really makes them pop off the page, which I really yeah. loved. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so each one of them, they're spiritualists that, you know, the, the crime had happened like 30 years before. And, you know, the main yeah. character that we're uh, seeing the story through the lens of is um, we're, we're trying to figure out it was I think it was the grandson of one of the caretakers or something like that. I think he's like the grandson of like what I think was the nanny or oh, the nanny. like someone yeah. that someone that worked on. I, in the house, I think. Mm -hmm. So there was the count and the countess and their daughter, and it was their daughter's birthday. And there was an older woman there. And at first I thought she was part of the family, but then I was thinking, yeah. oh, she might actually just be like someone that cares for their daughter and like helps them with right. that. Yeah. Um, so I think he's related to that older lady who I think is still alive and still lives in this house. Yeah. And what, what's funny, Even it's got the that little- countess have left. Right, right. And it, it has that funny little, um, excuse me, they have that funny little thing where like there's some knocking on the wall. Like, you know, this is like 30 years later, same same mansion, and there's knocking on the wall and people are like freaking out. And so they just decide, hey, we gotta do like a seance or whatever. They, they call in these different spiritualists, which again, in the board game, it would be the different players, but it's neat because each one has, you know, their, their own type of uh, spiritualism and, you know, how they're gonna reach out to the dead. And yeah, what I thought- Yeah, their own idea. Yeah, their own style, right? And their own style of ghost busting, I guess. And what, what's neat, I thought was how they, just like in the board game, they're looking at like paintings and, you know, they, they know that the character, the- yeah. They're trying to reach out to them through these paintings, right? They're trying to like read through like what is what is the ghost trying to tell me? Yeah. Which is just like what you do in Mysterium. Also the knocking too. I'm glad that you brought that up. Because yes. in the game, if um basically if you're playing as the ghost, people will try to guess as to like, you know, the murder weapons and like sort of what happened. And the way you answer them, because as the ghost, you're not allowed to like communicate and you're also supposed to be, you know, stoic, don't give anything yep. away. So all you can do is you can, I think it's you knock uh once for yes and then mm. twice for no right and that's my favorite part of the game it's so like <laughs> spooky i love it so much yeah oh, oh my goodness and just reading this i haven't played mysterium in years so the last time i played it i think i i finished second and it was such a fun experience but I just read the comic book amanda i was like i need to play this again it's been way too long right? since i played mysterium i yeah. know i so agree good. with you i will also say i played um I think uh, Funko Games has a rear window game as well, which is kind of like Mysterium. And you're trying oh, okay. to, one of you plays is the director and you're yeah. trying to like get people to guess like what's going on in the apartment across the street. And everybody mm -hmm. else is like, you know, looking through the binoculars to try to figure it out. Yeah, nice. And Mysterium and rear window is a hundred percent. After I like read this, I was like, oh, I need to play these games again. They're so good. <laughs> I love nice. solving mysteries. Yeah. And also the the atmosphere in this issue is just, it's undeniable, especially in the colors. Like yeah. um, the colors here by Nicholas Michael are gorgeous. Yeah. It's just really creates yeah. a lot of depth to what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember you you saying that, you know, in our pre-discussion here. And as I'm just showing some pages again, folks, right through the comic book. You have a little taste of it, but... Yeah, the colors really, they are very atmospheric and they do project that. <laughs> like literally cards out of the... Yeah, out of the game, right? Out of the steering is what it feels like. 
He's like looking at a picture of like uh what is that? Like a slingshot. He's like, what does it mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's totally like playing the game. Uh so cool. It is. All right. So oh that's God. Mysterium, folks. Another, those are the three of the comics we're uh, talking about today. Um, as we move forward with the show, we'll be talking about more. We'll be revisiting some of these as well. But um, if you're not already, please join uh, the Discord. We're, we have Awards on Wednesday a channel set up in the Discord. You can talk about stuff, suggest things we could uh, talk about, what you want to see, and uh, we'll get to that. So thanks again for uh, the, hanging out for the comic portion. Now we're going to move on because it's words on Wednesday, Amanda. We've got comic books and we've got games as well. So I am so fired up about this. We are going to be playing friends. So you can play along with us. If you have a copy at home, we're going to be playing for the people, um, for the people I love. And what that is, it's a journaling game about preparing food for the people you love by our friend, Victoria Rogers. Now what Amanda and I are doing, we've got our, you know, you, you can use pencil and paper or, you know, a Google doc or whatever. What we're going to do is go through this, um, and we'll, we'll see if we're going to get through it all today. Um, you know, I, time is precious, so we don't want to say too long, but um, what we're going to do is answer some prompts and we're going to come up with um, a little story here. And why don't I just, I'm just going to start reading some of the things here. So we have the first quote here. One cannot think well, love well, sleep well, if one has not dined well. From Virginia Woolf, A Room of One's Own. And uh, here's the whole point of thing, um, the, the story here. So the point. Um, Amanda, uh, is it okay if I read some of this and I, I can pass it off to you? Please if you do. Don't mind? Okay. Please so. Do. The point, to gather people around a table and present to them a meal you have made yourself is an act of love. Those vegetables that you washed, peeled, chopped, and cooked are a love song to those close to you. The bread you mixed, kneaded, and baked is the care you feel for others bursting from your soul. To prepare food for others is to tell them that you care about their well-being and their continued existence. This joyful love and kindness is the heart of For the People I Love. And um, do you want to take it to that next section, Amanda? Yes, I will. It is. In this soloing journaling game, you will explore the emotions and motivations of preparing a meal for people you care for. You'll be provided with journaling prompts, which seek to inspire love, kindness, and care for others. Nice. I'm, I'm so what do we this. need? Yeah. <laughs> so what you need, friends, to play for the people I love requires only paper, a writing utensil, and a D4. If you prepare, if you prefer, a computer and word processor of your choice works just as well. And we have a, a quote from the inf uh, the famous James Beard: "Food is our common ground, a universal experience." And so true. Yeah. We all to have to eat to live. We, we have to. And I don't know, Amanda, are you a foodie? Uh, Michelle and I are big foodies. We, we love doing the foodie thing. And I, I really love food, uh, I will say. I think my favorite, though, is definitely when you make food with someone or for someone or when someone makes yeah. food for you. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, I usually get very busy. And then it's like takes me people have to make me sit to eat food. And ah. I tend to be a very one, a picky eater and two, like a very um, literally picky eater in the sense of like i will just pick up my food and then be like okay i'll come back to this unless it's like a whole experience but that's when i love eating food when it's a yeah. whole like let's all sit down and take a minute to enjoy each other's company yeah I think that's really magical yeah absolutely uh friends how to play for the people i love is played in five acts creating the menu gathering ingredients preparing ingredients cooking and sharing 
Each act presents you with prompts. These prompts set the scene based on which act you are in. Along with the prompts is a table with four options. These options narrow the scope of the prompts. Roll a d4 to decide which option you go with. The number of the die tells you which option to go with. Continue this process throughout all five acts until you have five scenes written. And again, we'll we'll go as far as we can. Um, you know, I don't want to take too much of Amanda's time, but she's been very you know gracious with her time already. So we'll see how far we get. Um, and folks, please join us uh, at home and let us know in the Discord how your uh, um, game came out. Um, I, I got to read this quote. I love this one because I've seen this at a restaurant before. Uh, it's from uh, Cesar Chavez. It says, if you really want to make a friend, go to someone's house and eat with them. The people who give you their food give you their heart. I so love, true. Love I literally, when I was quote. reading that quote, I was thinking about that and I was like, wow. Yeah. Some of my, my favorite people in the world are the people that when I come over, are like instantly, like, let me feed you. Like, let me make you something. Like, do you need anything to drink? Like that are uh, attentive yeah. in that way to make sure that I am, taken care of and like fed and watered and i'm like yeah. this is so true yeah um also branchlings is asking uh what it tells about them if they uh, don't like cooking but they like baking and i would say it tells me oh. that you're like me because that is me <laughs> <laughs> i like to cook with people i like when people cook for me yeah. but um yeah otherwise I'm more of a baker myself. <laughs> nice, nice. Something. I, there's something about baking. It just I, I love the the smell of the home when you're baking. That's the house. It just fills up with all the smells. Like oh, it's the best. Like one of my favorite things in the world when Michelle's making zucchini bread. Oh my goodness, the house Ooh. smells divine. It's so good. Um, yeah, okay. I love giving people baked goods too. That's so nice. It's like. Yeah. People get so happy and it's just like knowing that you brought someone some joy or when someone like eats something that you've baked and they're like, this is like so good. It's yeah, it's, it's like warm and fuzzy. inside. It really is. It's like the best like gift, you know, giving of like I've taken the time to create this, you know, using these ingredients. So, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, folks, you better have some snacks ready because I'm already getting hungry just talking about this. Um, let's get to uh, creating the menu. Um, Amanda, I'll pass it over to you if you don't mind. Um, Sure. So you've invited people over for a meal. What kind of meal have you invited them to? Is it a formal dinner? A casual dinner and game night? One of my favorites. Lunch? Yeah. Brunch? <laughs> How do you feel about this meal and people who will sit around the table? What is the purpose of inviting these people in particular? What do you want your food to say to them? Will your menu be? One, adventurous. Two, safe. Three, focused. Four, I love this word, lush. Ooh. Mm. Why have you chosen this approach to the meal? What's on the menu? Oh, okay. Wow. So, friends, let's uh, start with, let's roll that uh, D4. Uh, find out what we are, uh, at least for you. Um, I'm uh, Amanda's got her cool dice. I've got the uh, a, an app on Google that I just rolled a two. So, I rolled a three. Okay. I'm going to be safe. And I'm going to be focused. Okay. Focus. Interesting. It just sounds like I'm baking already with my focus. That's me when I bake. <laughs> yeah. Very like leaned in. Oh, mm -hmm. so funny. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, we're just, um, let's, I guess, write out. A now we got to answer these questions. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's All answer right, it, let's folks. See. All right. Cool. Hmm. I feel like I should have it like this and let there me get go. my thing here hmm. i don't know Focused. yeah 
And again, I think uh, this, it, I don't know if it said it earlier, but you know, if you don't want to roll the D4, pick one of them. You know, you could pick one, and I'm sure you yeah. can roll off script as well. You know, friends and oh uh, sure, I'm chat. sure you could find something else that inspires you. If yeah. none of these adjectives seem to fit with what you're thinking of, yeah. So, you know, obviously for me, the easy one, I would want to do a casual dinner and game night, but I'm going to stay away from that one. I'm going to try something different. Oh, formal dinner. Now, you know what? I, I do love me a good brunch. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a brunch guy. Okay. Soften your razors. A high soften razor. Mimi says, "Make all the food." Yeah. So here we go, friends. Uh, if you're just uh, stopping in uh, right now, what we're doing? We're playing for the people I love. We are creating a menu for a meal, and um, I can share my screen. I think I can put this over here. So as you can see here, oh, let me fix this. I am going to be doing. Whoops a safe brunch. Okay. So where you're seeing uh, right now, folks, this is uh, my Google Doc. I'm coming up with ideas now. Um, the prompts were here. You invited people for a meal. What kind of meal were you invited to? And what your menu is going to be like. So. Okay, I think I, I think I answered all these questions. Oh wow, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, I already answered that. Why? Why have I chosen? Let's see. I'm going to say this is going to be sort of a reunion of sorts. This is a reunion. do it like this man you know what i feel like journaling rpgs are just like a good way to like write a book oh yeah right <laughs> seriously character creation to the yeah. nth degree yeah makes me wonder what the whole story is mm -hmm. makes me just want to write more <laughs> yeah no totally I, I would love you know this is, do you do that um it's every november what was it the november writing challenge or whatever i forget what it is yeah the Nano? the nanorimo yeah nanorimo i guess right i've always said nanorimo and just recently last year i was questioning i'm like is it actually remo because you're writing <laughs> it's the writing month so it would actually be like the rimo i guess rimo yeah have I you? I, I've started a few times, but I've only gotten to like maybe a week, and I, I've never really completed it. I've never finished it. No, mm -hmm. we should do it together this year. We should try to do it in November and try to do something. And see I think if it'd we be can, awesome. Like, motivate each other. Yeah, that'd it. be great. Yeah. Okay, so I've yeah, just come up with a couple it. of things here. I've chosen this meal. It's going to be a, a safe brunch because I want to spend quality time with my friends and family. 
this is a reunion of sorts. People who I have not seen in a while but have a long history with, uh, these people mean a lot to me. So that's the sort of setting of, of what I have here. Um, cool. I went with like a very similar thing, even though we're, we kind of got two different prompts there. Okay. I said, so my menu will be focused. This sounds uh, like breakfast to me. I feel nervous, but excited to serve breakfast to my new partner and their friends who have stayed over after a party. I spent a lot of time preparing this meal with the hopes they'd crash so I can make these delicious breakfast quiches and pastries for them. I want my food to express love and show them how excited I am to care for them. I want them to feel safe. I've chosen this approach to the meal because I want to impress my guests and I want everything to be perfect for them. And I suppose perfect for me as well. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> awesome, Amanda. Wow. That is terrific. Oh my gosh. Was that in the, uh, I'd put a shared doc there. Was that in that one or? Yeah, that's in the shared Can doc. Can I share that? If you want to. Uh, yeah, if you don't want to share it. Yeah. There. If okay. There it is, it folks. All. Look at this. Oh my goodness. Sounds like a breakfast sweet. Oh my goodness. I love that. Feel nervous, but excited. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, when you have this that new partner. Every time I actually make people breakfast. <laughs> yeah. When you have a new partner, you know what I mean? And you get that yeah. sense of like, oh, like this is maybe the first time I might be like making them like a meal after maybe like one of the first nights they've spent with me. Yep. And I was just like, uh, and I love, I actually myself, I do love making breakfast for people like yeah. after nights where we've all like crashed somewhere. Yep. I love being like, let me make you breakfast in the morning. I love, oh, I love so it. That's so cool. Yeah. And I remember, I just, I, I think of that feeling of, you know, when you have a new partner or you just started dating or whatever, making them a meal is always a big thing. Like I remember I, yeah, I gotta, I, I'm gonna, you know, uh, toot my own horn a little bit here. Like when Michelle and I started dating, one of the things I did was, um, you know, I put together, I was like, she had never seen The Godfather. She'd only seen it like many, many years ago. So I said, okay. let's watch The Godfather and I'll make you an Italian dinner. So what I did, I got a, I made meatballs from scratch and spaghetti sauce. And we had spaghetti and meatballs and watched The Godfather and had such a great time. And, that, you know, I, you know, I'm going to say the meal came out really great. And she's now, we're now married. So, you know, it worked. So it worked out. <laughs> I think that's um, so true. I feel like it's so telling actually when you are dating someone for like, you know, it's like early on and someone wants to like make food for you and like puts a lot of time into it. Yeah. I feel like that is a, that's always a good sign. Usually. Absolutely. And there's it, a it Michelle in chat. Like a caring person. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's Michelle chat. Yeah. Michelle, there you go. She says it does. It did win her over. Yeah. <laughs> there you and go. What's funny too now, like I, I, I want, I should be cooking more, but Michelle does more of the cooking these days and she's such a great cook. Like so, so many dishes. She actually just made last night, you know, it's been cold lately here in California and she made this broccoli cheese soup and put it in a, a sourdough bread bowl. Oh, oh, chef's kiss. So good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Also, it's been really cold. Actually, we're in the middle of a snowstorm right now here in Toronto. Oh, it my was gosh. really bad today. Um, getting wow. back from like my appointment in the afternoon was like yeah. a whole journey. <laughs> it was oh crazy. God. I was actually stuck at the subway and my partner had to come get me because I couldn't. The buses just were not really in, exist oh, no. in existence. They were all packed. And um the uh all of the ubers and lifts and taxis and everything just were not coming either like i waited 40 minutes for one to maybe oh my god even accept my ride and that didn't happen <laughs> so i was wow. like okay well so was it snowing me. the whole time or 
yeah, it's been snowing since this afternoon. So, oh and it's gosh. supposed to snow okay. till tomorrow morning. So, yeah, it's wow. pretty bad. So here I am complaining about the cold in California. I mean, I was out today, you know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a jacket on. I just had my T-shirt on, like, but I was cold, you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, also relative to what you usually have in California, I think it's yeah. still fair for you to be like, it's cold here. True. But true, yes, true. your cold would be my, I'd be like, I'd be in California probably being like, let me put on my shorts. Let me put on my yep. crop. Top. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, that's because uh, we're dealing with this right now and it's terrible. Yeah, different ideas of cold. Okay, yeah. so um, let, let's move on now. We've created our menu. Um, you know, I didn't have any. I, I, I'll, I'm going to go back after we're done and add a few more details. But we'll, we'll, we'll get Love through it. this as we go here. Uh, so we've got a quote from Guy Fieri. Cooking is all about people. Food is maybe the only universal thing that really has the power to bring everyone together. No matter what culture, culture everywhere around the world, people eat together. Wow. Yeah, so true. That's true. Guy Fieri just speaking truths here. Yeah, I, I would not have guessed that from Guy Fieri, but that's that's pretty. I cool. mean, hey, he's got some wise thoughts. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do enjoy I do enjoy some Guy Fieri content. I will I, not deny. Yeah, diners, drive-ins, and die and dine-ins or whatever. I forget what the name is, but yeah. Um, so we've got uh, another prompt here. So now that you have your guests and a menu, it is time to gather your ingredients. So we can roll the D four and find out where we're going to get our ingredients from. Sounds good. I've rolled a four, a shopping service. Oh, I also rolled a four, also a shopping service. Okay. okay. Hmm, let's now, see how that goes for us, because it might be different. Too. Yeah. And I'll that. tell you right now, I've never used a shopping service, so I'm going to have to put on my thinking cap here. I, I, I've used a shopping service before a couple times. Okay. One was Wait, better than the other. It's not Instacart, is it? Like, like I've used Instacart. Is that a yeah, shopping I service? Yeah, I think Instacart is a shopping okay. service. I've used thought... um, Uber to order groceries before. Okay. There's this, okay. like, called... Mm, I forget what theirs is called, but they have, like, a whole corner shop, I think. And then okay. uh, I've also pre-ordered groceries for pickup. Okay. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking shopping service, like you just tell them, hey, I want brunch, and then they shop for you and bring a brunch over. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, that would also work, too. That's like um, like HelloFresh does those. Oh. They like send you the meals, and then you just yeah. make it. You just make it, yeah. Yep. yeah. And those are actually pretty good. We have had we subscribed for are that they? for a little while. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty Ooh. good. I was surprised. Hmm. But they're super expensive. Oh, yeah, well. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. They're putting in all the work of building the menu for you. So. That's the thing, yeah. Uh, so some of the other prompts, folks, uh, why have you chosen to gather your ingredients in this manner? How does the produce feel in your hands? How does the produce smell? How do you go about choosing your produce? Did you forget something you have to go back or make a second order? So I don't think that applies to me unless like, well, yeah, I've, I've known I've been known to like forget things on my sh uh, shopping order. So I don't know about you, but the one thing that I feel about shopping services is that the only thing that I don't like is like you the dates and like you can't actually feel it until you yep. get it. Yep. And there are times when I've been like, I feel like I could have picked better <laughs> this person. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, like getting like an avocado or something. It's like ah, this could have been a little not. This could have been a little squishier or less firm or well, yeah. I, I totally get right. That. Yeah. yeah, especially with if you're like getting fruit or anything. I never order fruit anymore on those because I'm always yeah. disappointed. But yeah. then I'm also like, I mean, I don't know what they were picking from. Maybe everything there was just not great today. It's possible. Yeah. 
That's true. Also, hi, Amanda Panda. Amanda Panda, hi. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. How is this going to go for me? And why do I want to make it go terribly for my character? I know. That's what we do. <laughs> hmm. you typing away <laughs> yeah i'm just throwing a bunch of stuff out there i love it i love it i always feel like i type really loud so apologies I, I, to anyone i do too are you muting anything. yourself maybe i should mute myself when i uh no i'm not no i like hearing i like hearing the typing i think it's okay, good cool. if this is also in the podcast this adds to the atmosphere oh that's right yeah with us a couple of writers in uh, at work here <sighs> yeah type it away <laughs> hmm So here's something, uh, using a shopping service, I'm definitely asking for freshly squeezed juice because that's something nice. I- You're putting like in a special note? Like yeah, you're like, it's like make, make sure this, it's fresh. Yeah, I want orange juice, I want pineapple juice, I want all the juices. Did they did they follow your note? We're gonna find out. I, I don't know if they're, oh, I'm man. gonna put it on the menu, we're gonna find out. Okay, I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I, I just uh, jotted down a few things. So uh, the shopping service, the produce is fresh for the most part, but some of the items weren't what I would have selected. So the bananas are overripe, but that means it's time to bake banana bread or better yet, make banana pancakes. So yeah, we're gonna go with banana pancakes. And on the menu, I've got banana pancakes, bacon, sausage, potatoes coffee freshly squeezed juices juices not just one not we're not just talking orange yeah i want a couple of them 
And then Amanda, this is this is drawing from my own personal experience. I love fried rice in the morning for breakfast. Fried rice is one of my favorite, all-time favorite things in breakfast. And um, so fried rice is on the menu for sure at this brunch. I like it. Okay. I um I will say that uh, I like that you also added your menu. So you inspired me to add my okay. menu to the bottom here of what I'm all making. Right. I'm going to um, bring it on over here. All right. So I wrote for mine. I get my ingredients from a shopping service. I've chosen to gather my ingredients in this manner because I wanted to save time so I can make homemade pie crusts with the baking ingredients I already have at home. Oh Everything gosh. felt strange but familiar in my hands. The ingredients smelled sweet and spicy with a touch of something light and airy. I had to go to the corner store to pick up my own eggs because the ones that I received in my order were expired. Aha. Uh -huh. Bad news, the corner store was out. So oh, now no. I have pie crusts, but no eggs for the quiches. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Of course, I always have to make problems for my characters. I yeah, now I'm like, easy. I I'm legit worried about your character here. So quiches are out. I know. Quiche might not be possible, but what else yeah. can we do? We have pie crusts right. and they're fresh. So we should yeah. do something with those. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next one. Gathering ingredients. So, um, oh, okay. This is part of the gathering. Oh, this is more proms. Okay. If you ventured to a market or grocery store, oh, was it busy? I love this. Oh, did you run into anyone you know? Did you talk to anyone? Or so if you ordered from a shopping service, what did you do while you waited for your order to arrive? Did they get everything you wanted or were there substitutions? Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, the substitutions is a good thing because that does yeah. always happen every time yeah. I order from a shopping service. It's always yeah. on the thing. And then they're like, actually, they don't have this, but they have this. Like, I'll be like, I want this specific chocolate bar. And they'll be like, they don't yep. have those, but they have these other ones. Is that good? And yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Do I feel that other? Do I want that even? Is it worth it? Yeah. Uh, but I guess I kind of answered the question of what I did while I waited because I yeah. said that I was making pie crusts. What do you think your character did while they waited? I, I'm going to say, so this is brunch and um, my character is, you know, really excited to see friends and family and is a little nervous, just like your character is a little nervous. So I'm going to say uh, my character, I had uh, may I made myself a mimosa. Mimosa. Nice. That'll okay. calm you down. Yeah, that'll calm you down. Take, take the edge off a little bit. So I've made myself a yeah. mimosa. All right. Also, treat yourself while you're making food for other people. That's a That's good what idea. I'm saying, right? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, so let's go to preparing ingredients. You are in your kitchen. What does it look like? Is the room anything like your dream kitchen? Or do you make mm. do with what you have? What are your kitchen tools like? Are they new, old? Did you inherit someone's cast-offs? Is there any emotional significance to your kitchen tools? And mm. then we have a, a, a question. Or a How do we go preparing die. the ingredients? Yeah. yeah. So okay. let's roll the die. Let's see. How do we prepare our ingredients? Mm -hmm. Oh, I got another four. This die is rolling really well. Okay. For oh, okay. So you're you prepared. Uh, I rolled a one, so I'm pre prepping oh, all okay. ingredients at once. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like a disaster. That's gonna be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of stuff you're making for your breakfast, yeah. for your brunch, and I'm doing um, all prepping ingredients by course. 
Okay. Mm. What are the courses here? I mean, maybe yeah. maybe the courses. Now I have to think about what my courses are. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So some of the other prompts that we have here, friends, are which part of preparing ingredients brings you joy? What memories do you have associated with preparing ingredients? Do you listen to anything while you prep? What do you listen to? Music, podcasts, talk radio? And the next up will be cooking. So yeah. here we go. Is getting this is getting epic also room 51 live just raided us room 51 thank you, so, thank you so much for the raid friends welcome so uh this is words on wednesday thank you uh matthew and justin i appreciate it let us know what you've been up to uh what you're uh, watching right now is words on wednesday um i'm here with amanda mcknight the amazing amanda mcknight i should say uh we're doing this every other wednesday where we're talking about comic books and we're playing um rpgs and all kinds of uh, board games what we're doing right now is a playing uh for the people i love this is a solo journaling uh, game where we take prompts and we're writing um our little story here i mean it's pretty amazing and uh thank you for joining us friends 
I'm noticing as we keep going with this too, that like, as the story continues, it's just like getting more and more like these prompts for me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, my fingers are like fueled with inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I know I wrote something else here, but where did it go? Oh, no. Uh, I got I too many say, ideas at once. <laughs> well, as I had an Andrew Scott, he says, a bald Wookiee. How does that happen? You know, you never know what's going to happen in the Star Wars universe, my friend. <laughs> so true. Anything's possible. Exactly. Okay, I think I'm good. Right. Okay, um, yeah, let's share. Oh. Let us share. So. Okay, what what did you come up with? Okay, wow, you you've you've come up with some great <laughs> stuff. Um, like, this is awesome. I I am doing like the 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 short version of this. I I'll share mine real quick here um, to kick things off. So there is a disaster happening uh, in in my kitchen. Um, I made myself oh, a no. mimosa. Turn on some brunch music, so I I really enjoy listening to jazz. Uh, so some Miles nice. Davis in the background. The kitchen is comfortable and well worn, well loved. It's the place most gatherings take place, uh, with music coming from the other room. I'm throwing everything together at once: bacon and sausage sizzling, coffee percolating, and fried rice in the wok. There's an electric griddle on the counter, heating up for the banana pancakes mix. But the smell of burnt toast is filling up the kitchen. I put down the mimosa and hurry over to the toaster. Thankfully, my guests are enjoying themselves. Conversation at every corner as people catch up on each other's lives and make plans to see each other more often. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So slightly a disaster, but also sounds like it's yeah. coming together actually pretty nicely. Yeah. 
let's um, uh, let's see what happens in your story, Amanda. Let's see what happens. I prep ingredients by course, but what are my courses? Now I'm worried that I don't have enough food, but then I think croissants and hot cocoa are a good place to start. And I still don't know what to do with these pie crusts. I don't have eggs. Hmm. Hmm. I listen to Mozart while I prep because it makes me feel fancy and like I have everything together. It distracts me from the lack of eggs. <laughs> my kitchen is almost my dream kitchen. If only I could get the backsplash I've been dreaming of and that perfect mixer. My current mixer is a hand-me-down from my great aunt. It is red and clashes with everything else in my kitchen <laughs> but it reminds me of the strong smart and adventurous woman my aunt was which is probably why i haven't replaced the mixer yet because although i do want that dream mixer i covet this hand-me-down and the attachment it gives me to a woman who so inspires me but is no longer with me on this earthly plane of existence i love the feel of fresh dough in my hands and a flower gliding on my fingertips soft safe and yet very sticky. It makes me feel like I'm focused and in my elements. What am I making with these pie crusts, though? <laughs> I don't know. Wow, this is so good, man. Like, I'm actually, I sort of got choked up with the thing about the great aunt. I thought that was so, that's such a nice, lovely detail right there. Oh, the, thank you. The red clashing with the kitchen, and then you have the strong, smart, adventurous woman she was. Oh, that's so good. Ironically as well, my kitchen is very much the theme of my kitchen is very um, red and black. Like I actually love okay. those colors, but I yeah. was like, I'm imagining for this character that she's like a person that loves like, like eggshell and cream and like maybe like a yolky color and imagining her kitchen to be, I mean, something that I've always wanted to do with my kitchen, I'm not gonna lie, but like yeah. kind of soft pastels or like primary sort of um, okay. colors, but that are soft. Nice. So. Oh, that's so cool. I, I love the, uh, the details that you're including. are just been Thank wonderful. Thank you. This um, is inspiring me so much. Victoria did such a good job with this. I yeah, love this. Yeah, this is so good. And you know what we're going to do, folks? We're going to call it a night there because we want you to come back in a couple of weeks. We're going to continue this adventure. We're going to continue this game. And then we will also be talking about some new comic books. So we're going to sign off for now. Uh, so thanks again for watching here on YouTube. Don't forget, we record this live on Twitch every couple of weeks. So join us on Twitch. Don't forget to look at the show notes below. Uh, hit the like and subscribe button and join our Discord to uh, talk about um, more awards on Wednesday. And on behalf of Amanda, Yay. thank you for joining us. Have a good night. Bye, everybody. listening to the Tabletop Tonight podcast. Connect with me on social media at Ruel Gaviola, that's R-U-E-L-G-A-V-I-O-L-A, and support the podcast at patreon.com slash Ruel Gaviola. Happy gaming!